Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on August 8th, 2022 from my home studio here in Columbia. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. But what hasn't changed is that it's A.T.'s birthday, folks. That's right. Birthday boy, our little producer A.T. is so strong, so good. It's his birthday. Yay! Wish him a happy birthday, 803-563-7169. Make a wish. (laughs) Donkey sauce. This episode features more on the Inflation Reduction Act that U.S. Senators spent the weekend debating and voting on. We have reaction from Senator Lindsey Graham in his message for former President Donald Trump. Speaking of, the current president, Joe Biden, is heading to the Palmetto State this week. In business, we revisit some unemployment data for the state, look at a workforce program that the governor is boosting so more South Carolinians can be trained for in-demand jobs for free, and Scott Morgan has a report on the racist past of covenant deeds in Greenville. And in medical, we focus on your safety by looking at the updated hurricane forecast and what you need to know to navigate the active days ahead. Also, we want to hear your stories, folks. That's why we have a voicemail box set up at 803-563-7169. Leave us your name, where you're calling from, and what's going on in your world. Maybe you're going to some state parks. Maybe you're gearing up for the school year. Maybe you're just trying to navigate monkeypox and COVID and all that other stuff going on in your world. Let us know how you're doing, 803-563-7169. We love hearing from you guys. And it's AT's birthday. You got a call. That's your present. Now for the latest in South Carolina. Currently, the spread of COVID-19 is medium, according to county-level data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. We'll have updated DHEC COVID data for you on Saturday, so I'll give you an update on monkeypox, or mpox, as we call it instead. As of August 5th, there have been 30 confirmed cases of mpox in South Carolina with 7,510 cases nationwide, including nearly 600 in Georgia and nearly 100 in North Carolina. You can find out more at scdhec.gov mpx. And if you're an at-risk individual who needs a vaccine, you can schedule an appointment by calling DHEC at 1-855-472-3432. Vice President Kamala Harris cast the tie-breaking vote Sunday for the $740 billion climate, health care, and tax bill. Senators went late Saturday into Sunday holding their amendment vote-a-rama on the budget reconciliation bill known as the Inflation Reduction Act. This despite multiple independent economic analyses pointing out that inflation reduction would be negligible in the bill, but the budget deficit would decline by some $300 billion over 10 years. NPR reports that $300 billion in the bill would be invested in energy and climate reform, including lowering greenhouse gas emissions by 40% by the end of the decade, and $60 billion for growing renewable energy infrastructure and manufacturing, like solar panels and wind turbines. Under the health care portion of the bill, certain expensive prescription drug costs for Medicare recipients will now be negotiated directly by the government. A $35 cap per month for insulin was ruled out of order by the Senate parliamentarian, but that it could be applied for Medicare recipients. Democrats split the measure between Medicare and private insurance, but Republicans ultimately blocked the measure for private insurance. There's also a three-year extension for health care subsidies under the Affordable Care Act. This affects about 60,000 South Carolinians, according to the state newspaper. 
As for taxes, the legislation creates a 15% minimum tax for corporations making $1 billion or more in income, bringing in more than $300 billion in revenue. A major portion of the bill that isn't included due to opposition from West Virginia Democrat Senator Joe Manchin is extending the child tax credit. Manchin expressed last year that the cost to extend the credit was too high, but progressives, including Vermont Independent Senator Bernie Sanders, have continued to push for its inclusion in the bill. Now, the bill has one more vote in the House before heading to Biden's desk. So the Democrats are taking a lot of wins here, but Governor Henry McMaster and Georgia Governor Brian Kemp authored a statement on behalf of 22 Republican governors on Thursday, saying in part, quote, The Democrats' solution to 40-year high inflation is passing another reckless tax and spending spree to the tune of $740 billion, affecting Americans in every tax bracket. While denying recession, Democrats want to raise taxes on businesses and manufacturers, which will force higher costs onto consumers, worsen inflation, and aggravate shortages, quote. Senators Tim Scott and Lindsey Graham voted against the package, with Senator Scott saying in part, quote, Today, Democrats once again tried to spend their way out of the inflation caused, ironically, by their reckless spending. With inflation raging and our economy heading into a recession, Democrats still chose to spend money we don't have on things Americans don't need and didn't ask for, quote. Senator Graham was on CNN's State of the Union on Sunday with Connecticut Democratic Senator Richard Blumenthal, where Graham expressed his distaste for the massive spending bill. This is going to make everything worse. I voted for a bipartisan uh, infrastructure bill. I voted for gun legislation. I'm not going to vote for this. Uh, the minimum tax of 15% destroys expensing. Now, what does that mean? If a company buys a piece of equipment, they could expense it under the 2017 tax cut in the same year they bought it. That goes away. So CBO says it disincentivizes companies for building factories, buying equipment, which would help us get out of recession. There's a 16.4% uh, tax on imported barrels of oil that are going to increase cost at the gas pump. Uh, subsidies for Obamacare go to families making $304,000 a year, which I think is ill-conceived. And the bottom line, it's not going to help inflation. It's going to make everything worse. Graham also weighed in on former President Donald Trump, and had a direct message for him when asked by CNN's Dana Bash, who had just played Graham's January 6th floor speech, critical of Trump. If you compare his policies to what's going on today, I think he's got a hell of a story to say. That speech was about, I'm going to certify the election. Here's some things I don't believe. I don't believe the Taliban when they say they didn't know Zahiri was in Kabul. Uh, I don't believe Mayorkas when he says the border's secure. I don't believe the election was stolen, and I don't believe this new bill is going to lower inflation. That's where I'm at. You don't believe the election was stolen. Do you want Donald Trump, if he is looking ahead to 2024, to stop saying that? I think we should look at in election integrity measures to make sure some problems don't happen again. But if he runs for president, talking about 2020 is not what people want to hear. He likes hearing it, but people want to hear about how can you secure a broken border? How can you stop rampant crime? What can you do to get the economy back on its feet? And how can you make it safer again? Uh, how can you stop Putin from going further? What would you do with China? That's what people want to hear. And here's the good news for Republicans. Based on the performance of the Biden administration, we're in the game at a level I never dreamed of. It's not so much about people liking us. People are looking for so an alternative I, I, to what's going on. I want to ask Senator Blumenthal about his potential candidate. But Sounds like you're, you're saying, point blank, Donald Trump, please stop saying the 2020 election was overturned. I'm telling President Trump, if you want to be president in 2024, focus on solving the problems Americans are living with. 
moving on back to the low country, President Joe Biden is about to be on vacay. <laughs> I can tell him a couple of tips, right? I mean, just don't even answer your phone, Joe. I'm on beach time. <laughs> That's right. After recovering from his COVID rebound, the White House announced that the president and first lady will be heading to Kiwa Island on Wednesday for several days. Before heading to the low country, though, the president will sign two significant bills. On Tuesday, Biden will sign the $52 billion Chips and Science Act into law, which will boost and incentivize American semiconductor manufacturing and make us more competitive with China. On Wednesday, he'll do the same with the PACT Act, which expands health care for veterans who have been exposed to toxins like burn pits. We talked about that in a previous episode. Now, Biden started vacationing in the low country back in his Senate days, thanks to his deskmate and our long-serving Senator Fritz Hollings, who turned Biden onto the beauty of the South Carolina coast. No digs to Delaware and Rehoboth, but the low country is where it's at. And the Federal Aviation Administration has put temporary airspace restrictions in place around Kiwa from August 10th through the 16th in conjunction with the visit. The president right now has no scheduled public events. We talked about national unemployment in our last episode, so let's revisit South Carolina's. Our unemployment rate budged down to 3.2% in June, as sectors like government, trade, transportation and utilities, professional and business services, as well as manufacturing, leisure and hospitality saw big gains. Employment is over 2.3 million in South Carolina, with more than 4,000 more individuals working since last month and nearly 77,000 more people working than February of 2020, according to South Carolina Department of Employment and Workforce Executive Director Dan Elzey. Those are gains. You can't give those gains back. With plenty of in-demand jobs out there in need of being filled, one program that was born out of the pandemic just got a major boost. Governor Henry McMaster recently announced he was putting an additional $25 million toward the Workforce Scholarships for the Future, a program that provides scholarships to cover the cost of tuition and required fees at any of South Carolina's 16 technical colleges for any adult or recent high school graduate to pursue an industry credential or associate degree in high-demand careers like manufacturing, healthcare, computer science, or logistics for free. McMaster previously used $12 million in Governor's Emergency Education Relief Funds back in 2021 from the first COVID aid package. This additional $25 million plus $39 million approved by lawmakers in the budget is expected to be used to train or retrain approximately 40,000 South Carolinians, according to the governor's office. To date, nearly 6,200 South Carolinians have been retrained through this program. The top positions include nursing assistants, commercial drivers, EMTs, and welders. Look at all that federal money changing lives and careers. Now moving on. South Carolina Public Radio's Scott Morgan has this fascinating look at how century-old racist deed covenants echo in present-day Greenville. Here's Scott. If you want to understand inequity in any county, any city, any zip code in the United States, you start with one word, housing. This deed is made with the understanding that no person of African descent shall occupy the premises here and described for the next ensuing five years and said premises shall not be leased or granted to any such person from the next ensuing five years from the state. That's a real property deed, written on a house in Greenville decades ago and read by Sam Hayes. 
Hayes is a post-baccalaureate fellow at Furman University's Shai Institute for Sustainable Communities. It's where he and sociology department chair Ken Cobb developed the Mapping Housing Inequities Project, unearthing thousands of racially restrictive deed covenants written on Greenville area developments with the express purpose of keeping white people free of anyone who wasn't. Those deeds and covenants, they may be on the books, but they're, they're toothless. You can't do anything with them. And this is Ken Cobb. That doesn't mean they don't have any effect, okay? They have effect in terms of the legacy or the generations of transferring those properties and how those communities were housed and filled with some people and not others. See, history isn't history. Not when its worst echoes haven't faded to memory yet. When you look at property deeds and real estate practices, it can help explain how poor Black neighborhoods today were created in America. They were a concerted, intentional effort. Those concerted efforts weren't exclusive to Black people. Hayes also found language excluding various other groups in Greenville County's deed archives, too. Jew, Vietnamese randomly, um, Polish, Greek. But two things. First, the Furman researchers found very few examples of racist deed covenants that excluded people of Asian and particularly European descent, compared to about 5,000 deeds containing words like African or Black. Second, African-American neighborhoods were never in nice areas. You know, they never had a mountain view or a lake right next to them or things like that. I kind of look at things in a historical context. You know, 50 years ago, this was intentional, deliberate design. Travis Warden is the Director of Education and Economic Mobility at the United Way of Greenville County. He's also the owner of a home in San Susi. Though developed as a white-only enclave, San Susi today is a little less than half white, a little more than half black and Hispanic. I look at that same community today, and you can see stark differences from one block to the next. You see the lower odds of upward mobility for those members of those communities. It opens my eyes to the present-day implications of those historical methods of designing communities that were intentionally segregated. All of this has stuck around because as certain groups of people were excluded from buying property in most neighborhoods, they were unable to build generational real estate wealth. And this, says Tina Belgi of the Greenville Housing Fund, puts pressure on the very affordability that buyers with no generational wealth need in order to move up financially. You want to preserve affordability, but you also want to encourage affordable housing to be spread out into areas that were previously restricted. Cobb's project with Sam Hayes is a map built to show where these pockets of historic systemic racism and neglect were, and by default, mostly still are. Both say the reason to have this project out in the world now is to give policymakers information they need to fix the nagging problems of inequity that are rooted in housing discrimination. State legislative efforts to remove racist language from restrictive covenants has been tried, and it's died in committee every time. You can listen to a longer version of that report and find out more about this story on SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And on the way out, of course, gas prices. Yes, don't skip. I think some people out there skip when I talk about gas prices. You're not allowed to skip here. Now, AAA reports that the current cost for a gallon of gas in the state is $3.59. That's right. You can use this news with your friends. Say, do you know what the current gallon of gas costs right now? $3.59. That's down $1.01 from our June 12th record of $4.60 a gallon. Remember those days, folks? <laughs> yeah, I see you nodding. I see you nodding. Now, West Texas Intermediate Crude, the American benchmark, is right around $90 a barrel right now. 
And just so you know, South Carolina is the second cheapest state for gas behind Texas. From wealth to health and safety, we are in the thick of the Atlantic hurricane season right now as we head toward our September 10th peak of activity. That's right. That's when things really look a little active. And of course, who could forget the first week of October? That's always a hot time as well. But yes, it's time to focus on the tropics. In fact, meteorologists have their eye on some activity off the African coast right now. (gasps) It's not a storm yet, but it's looking like it could become one. With that being said, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, released its mid-season update last week that slightly decreased the likelihood of an above-normal season to 60%, down from 65%. NOAA's outlook is calling for 14 to 20 named storms, of which 6 to 10 will become hurricanes, and 3 to 5 will be major hurricanes. The agency is 70% confident with those numbers, and previous seasons have bared out such predictions. Now, these predictions aren't for landfall hurricanes. A lot of those just become fish storms in the middle of the Atlantic, so we don't have to worry about them. But several atmospheric and oceanic conditions are factors in this forecast, including La Nina conditions, which are favored to remain in place for the rest of the year and could allow the ongoing high-activity era conditions to dominate or slightly enhance hurricane activity. In addition, weaker tropical Atlantic trade winds, an active West African monsoon, and likely above-normal Atlantic sea surface temperatures set the stage for an active hurricane season and are reflective of the ongoing high-activity era for Atlantic hurricanes. The next storm name is Danielle. Yes, we've already gone through three names, including Colin, which was a small tropical storm that started off the South Carolina coast in early July and petered out in North Carolina. But there is no better time to be prepared, folks. That's right. Update your hurricane kits. I'm talking about a three-day supply of food and water, as well as other supplies, and evacuation plans for our coastal friends. You can find everything you need to know about your zone and storm prep at scemd.org. You can also go to hurricane.sc. And on the way out, I want to remind everyone of the resources available on scdhec.gov for a multitude of concerns. You know, we've been talking about monkeypox, and you can find information about that, including scheduling a vaccine appointment for at-risk individuals through the DHEC care line at 1-855-472-3432. You can also find locations for free HIV and STI testing, as well as requesting a free at-home HIV testing kit. All this is on scdhec.gov. And one more resource I want to throw your way, the SC Hopes Hotline. That's South Carolina's mental health and addiction support. It's available 24-7 at 1-844-SC-HOPES, or one 844 Seven two four six seven three seven. Welcome to the wind down section, our little break from the news. We talk about life during the pandemic and we want to hear stories as well. That's why we have a voice mailbox set up 803-563-7169. We love hearing from you guys. Just tell us what's on your mind. We are here to listen. The lead to, listening to line. Share the lead listening line. We, you know, we're not here to judge. Give us some ideas. Give us a topic to chew on, whether it's food or culture or what you're watching or reading. We'd love to hear from you guys. 803 563 7169. 
I'm getting oh, over great the job, Gavin. I'm getting over the COVID, folks. I'm yes, testing he's, negative. I'm he's thriving and surviving. I realize I didn't. T- I didn't tell anyone like my condition when we taped on Saturday or Friday, <laughs> but I, I figured people could put it together that since I was taping, I was enough to be, you know, uh, I was thriving to an extent that I yes. could tape. And I was, I said from my bed, you heard me say this. I was like, I will do this. You remember when I said that? Yes. Yeah. He, I heard you. I heard you down the street. I will. I mean, I will do this. And everyone's like, uh, Gavin, don't. And I'm like, I have to. It was very emotional. <laughs> it was incredible. Everyone dramatic. in the neighborhood was was trying to talk you down, and you were just screaming out the window, <laughs> which is safe. This. Which I is was, safe. I was spewing my words. Yeah. My, yes. But no, just I just had a filling lot of, the streets with your words and other things. Who knows? But um. Uh, but yeah. Over. I'm, I'm testing negative right now. I'm going to do a PCR tomorrow. But. I feel much better. Thank you for your thoughts and prayers. I hope everyone he else. He sounds better, doesn't he, folks? I mean, you can just tell. You know, it's just it was a really bad cold, essentially. But woof, wear your mask in crowded places, folks, because it's going around. You don't want this. It is, and it, Gavin. Anyway, I think um, saying you had COVID and me mentioning RRR my was COVID, a great my, way <laughs> to get people to call in. My because we got stunt. some calls. Yes, <laughs> it, it took this me is all COVID. a stunt. It's all a stunt. <laughs> <laughs> This is a false flag uh, event. Uh, Gavin is a crisis actor. Yeah. I hope that how doesn't did, get you in trouble. Do? Give us a call. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, so we did get some calls. And you know what? It is my birthday. So we are going to double dip. You have okay? that authority. That is that is a birthday right, my friend. That is. Yeah. Anyone whose birthday can make any unilateral decision for the podcast. That is That's in true. the bylaws. We don't like to advertise. We don't publicize it. Pro- That's true. Probably shouldn't have said that. We don't Meg is going to have my head. Yeah. But, we're going to um, need to see birth any- certificates before we give any of that. But yes, it's <laughs> actually a weird law we agreed to. Yeah. Mail in your birth certificate. That's how you get the authority. <laughs> also anyway, need your social security card. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Gavin, are you ready for the first call? Happy birthday. Okay. That's what I like to hear. Here we go. <laughs> Hey, AT and Gavin, this is Martin up in Greenville. I uh, want to let you know that I really appreciate your show. It, it's nice to be able to catch up on South Carolina news only at a receivable pace. Uh, I guess what I mean by that is rather than listening to news that is delivered extreme versions, it's, you know, I'm used to white-knuckling it through some broadcasts. So it's nice to get news delivered in such a way that uh, is relaxing and uh, can be received well. I also want to uh, wish happy birthday to AT. Gavin, I hope you get the feeling better. I know you said you had COVID. Our household has been lucky enough to avoid that to this point, probably because we're not the most social people, but uh, that's just the way that goes. The RRR show mentioned on Netflix I have started that. I started a couple weeks ago. Like you said, AC, it's pretty long. Very interesting uh, how they put that together. It's almost like a superhero movie. But I know that in some of the reviews, they talk about it not having allusions to cast, to the cast system. But I'm, that's still kind of out for debate, I think. Um, anyway, uh, just wanted to touch base and... Look forward to listening to you guys in the future. Have a good weekend. Bye. Hey, Martin. Thanks for calling from hashtag Yeah That Greenville. We need to get back up there. We need to get back on the road. We're going to be on the road, we, folks. I promise you we'll get back on the road up to the upstate. Just wait till one of these next calls, bud, okay? You're, you're really jumping the shark here. No, but anyway, I can't, do a little, I can't say going. hi in between. No, 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 no. But one of the future calls has to do with wanting us back on the road. Did so I just that's predict? That's all I'm saying. 
You're precog. Oh my you gosh. You are in a vat of milk right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am laying down, but it's in a it's like a minority report. It's very complicated. Yeah, in a vat of milk. When yeah. I'm anyway, not Gavin, in studio, it's a whole different situation. <laughs> Martin, yes, thank you for calling. Thank you for calling. Yeah, I'm glad he got to weigh in on your show. That's great. And I'm glad that his family's staying safe too. That's great too. I know that's that's yes. tricky, especially with this one going around. But uh thanks for the kind words, of course. We definitely want to keep the pod uh enjoyable for folks to listen to because I know there's a lot of news pods out there and especially in the world of cable news where everyone's screaming at you. We really strive to just tell you what's going on so you can know what's going on in a coherent and comfortable manner. So, yeah. Eloquently said, Gavin, probably why you have a podcast, I would say. Well, that's all. And um, (laughs) uh, and Martin, I got to say, RRR is 100% a superhero movie. It's nuts. At one point, not a spoiler alert, a man wields a whole motorcycle as a weapon over his head. Um, and that is one of the more believable parts in it. It is great. They can move like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm. Anyway, Gavin, you, Mr. Precog. Oh, the ball is rolling down, if anyone oh, knows what I'm talking about. I'm I'm uh, Tom Cruise fingering a screen to, to get to what is happening the in the future. future crime. Exactly, the future crime. So anyway, Philip K. Dick. Love a Philip K. Dick movie. Anyway. Gavin, are you ready for the second call? My birthday treat. Uh, yeah, instead of answering this, I'm just going to like shake rapidly and yes. you assume that's me saying yes. Yeah, Gavin has been in a fugue state this entire wind down. It's been anyway, incredible. So, yeah, it's, it's incredible what I'm watching. Ten incredible what I'm watching. 10 out of 10 <laughs> recommend. Here we go. I hate that. Hey, guys, this is Andrew down in Mount Pleasant. I uh, just want to call and check in after I listen to all this latest episode. Heard that you were down to uh, pretty much nothing, so uh, here's something for you to scrape out of the bottom of the barrel. Uh, my wife and I and our kids just got back from Brevard, where our daughter did summer camp, and then my wife and my son and I just used that time to explore some waterfalls, do some hiking, and just generally be out of the literal hot mess out of South Carolina, uh, gearing up right now for my son's Star Wars-themed birthday party. Uh, happy birthday to you, AT. Maybe I'll share the exact same birthday uh we won't ask you to divulge that personal information over the air though uh gavin i am sorry that uh you got covid um i can understand uh about the masking versus no masking we recently had to start gearing up for it again because one of us is getting ready for some surgery and we didn't want to miss it from catching covid and it's definitely a lot of peer pressure out there a lot of people kind of giving you weird look like hey didn't you not hear that this is over um, but, you know, sometimes you just got to keep doing uh, the right thing, even when you get some funny looks for it. But either way, I, I hope you get better soon. Really appreciate all the work y'all are doing, uh, even while you're sick. Uh, hope that we'll have some times, as uh, Towner said, to get some, some live shows soon again. Uh, you know, he recommended some memes, but I would say, especially considering that it's like 98 degrees here, Right now, and 110% humidity. How about some uh, some dry fit T-shirts? Uh, I know Towner would definitely benefit from that. Take care, guys. Andrew, thank you for calling from Mount Pleasant. Yes, I understand what you're talking about with the mask shaming. That's still very relevant. People look at you weird, but it's like, oh, look at the numbers, folks. And I, actually, big. I was really kind of happy with myself because the day of the day before, when I was going around town doing stuff. Not during jury duty, apparently, but uh, <laughs> after that, I was wearing my mask at places. I was like, okay, I should be wearing this, but um, you live and you learn, I guess. So, but uh, yes, we had to get down to Charleston too. We historically used to do a show in the fall, winter down in Charleston. So, we even though our Christmas last one was March, every time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, we're, we're going to get these things rolling again, especially 
as we get closer to, um, you know, elections coming up, we want to go on the road. We want to talk to folks and get everyone's thoughts and feelings about the elections too. So it's always a great time for us to get on the road. So we will let you guys know when we get those dates nailed down. Yes. I also, I can't stress enough how much I would also like t-shirts. Okay. Yeah. I'm a big t-shirt Abby guy. can get us t-shirts. Write your senators, write Abby, get yeah. these people to get us t-shirts. We got a budget. Okay? We I get need some t-shirts. These. But in the meantime, AT, if, if you yes. want some swag, we got some swag. You guys can reach out to us on Twitter. You can DM us on Twitter. Um, your mailing address, we can send you some stickers. That's right. We got cool stickers. Cool, cool stickers. stickers. They're quality stuff. We'll send them out to you. Just DM us your address. Boom. To your door. Boom. But we also have pint glasses, too, which we only reserve for the live tapings. They're very, yeah, very... Yeah, we got very nice shaker pint glasses. Shaker pint glasses, mm-hmm. to be specific, okay? For any of my beer nerds, it's no like, tulip is this there, a tulip? Okay? Is not this a tulip? A tulip? No, it's this a tulip. is a shaker pint. Classic shaker pint, mm-hmm. Okay coming to a live taping near you one day soon so um do we have time to talk about your weekend in myrtle beach i can tell you real quick okay so i had to go to myrtle beach because my brother-in-law surprise trip down okay surprise sound so effect. caitlin and i took everyone mini golfing it was very oh. hot everyone sweat a lot Oof. but uh there were different holes where you hit the ball and it goes in the water yes. you know and there's a catch to catch where the ball is in the water, you know, so you can retrieve it. Mm-hmm. Well, my my nephew, who is like three years old, he hit his ball in the water. It didn't come out. Mm-mm. His dad was upside down under the bridge trying to find it, couldn't find it. So old Uncle AT stuck mm-hmm. his head down there, saw it, reached in. And when I reached to get it, oh this was like blue water. Oh Think like, yeah, like yeah. you know, like a toilet on an airplane water. You know what I mean? <sighs> And, and as I got the ball, my fingernails scraped the bottom and I got blue water scum (laughs) stuck under my nails. And I am not, this was yesterday, middle afternoon. I I am still not over it. I'm still scarred. I can't wash my hands enough. It's so disgusting. (laughs) If you've touched the water at a mini park, you don't have to worry about the COVID vaccine, folks. It was disgusting. Anyway, with that, Gavin, say (laughs) goodbye to these people. image in our heads. Hopefully, if you're driving, you've pulled over. (laughs) You haven't been so shaken like the rest of us with that image. My God. We're just glad AT is alive on his 35th birthday. (laughs) Uh, but we appreciate that story and uh, all the hospitality workers on the Grand Strand. And uh, we love listening to you guys. We love hearing from you. Show us your appreciation by leaving us a review on iTunes or a voicemail like Martin and Andrew did at 803-563-7169. Maybe there's a good putt-putt story out there. I would love to hear something along those lines. Maybe a car window damaged. God knows what else could have happened at a putt-putt. You can also stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. I got a, I have a brand new VHS player downstairs. Oh, yes. That's going to come in handy. Just trust me. It will. One day it will. And we're going to be watching Pootie Tang on VHS.